Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's 8.35, it's Thursday. It can mean only one thing. It is House of Property. Well, actually, is it Thursday? Or is it <laughs> Aussie kind of way? Today is actually yesterday afternoon. Um, so today we're recording on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, and we're going out on May the 5th. So today, yesterday afternoon. Good morning, Griffith. Does it make sense? So you said we weren't going to tell a small fib that we recorded this the day before, and now you've got all in a big pickle about it. So I would just say, May the 4th. This is where I put my hand up and do something strange. Oh, no, that's a different one, isn't it? May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. I like that. Um, it reminded me, you know, do you know what um, program Jedi used to open PDF files? I, I don't, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> Adobe One Kenobi. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> See, dad joke at the top of the show. Never, think, ever happened. I think that is your best joke Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one for Star Wars Day. That is good. Absolutely Boom. smashing it out of the park. Well done. Boom. Good morning, Grifter. How the devil are you? How's your week going? Um, on hump day um is it busy what you called it last week top of the market i was calling it the great stock unlock mm. um, so i said again because it didn't get into property industry i'll call it again the great stock unlock um how are you finding it it's really busy we've got some really nice properties that we've just listed over the bank holiday weekend they've got a lot a lot a lot of interest uh one property has got over 17 viewings booked in over two days literally all procedable all majority procedable yes we've got some small chain actually not small chains some big chains in there but people have been waiting for quite a long time it's like pent-up demand popping out the other end going quick We've got to get this property. But a number of people there who haven't bought or sold probably for 10 plus years, who are still back in that sort of slightly different what we used to remember that the property market used to be like, which was the chicken and egg thing. And we'll go and look for something and then we'll say, yes, we want it and put ours on the market. And actually educating again, it doesn't work like that. You, you know, so we're back to. I'm going to come on the market, but I'm specifically, or specifically, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, only going for that property. And if you don't get that property, you won't be selling yours, but you've got to get on the market. But it's just a little bit of green shoots, itchy feet, if they oh, do that, you know. You are a cliche queen, aren't you? But it's a little bit like going, you going out to buy a frock without knowing what budget you've got. It's impossible to go out there and I'm start so, uh, uh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. When... When would that ever happen? If you see something you like it, the philosophy is you work hard, you'll be able to pay for it at some point. Just crack on and do it. Because if you don't get it there and then, the bloody thing's gone. You taught me. Never save anything till best. Mm. Just enjoy it on a normal day. Reminds me, you were talking the other day to me about... If you don't, there's no, if you're waiting for the perfect time to do something, you'll never do it. No. Um, there's never a perfect time to do something, is there? No, never, never, never. And I'm hunting on my phone there because I had a really good image, didn't I, that I said to you, like, oh, my God, this is really cool. And clearly I can't find it now, which is obviously just the story of my life. But anyway, um, you've just got to crack on, get out there and, and do it, I think. That's that's the key, isn't it? I'm hunting yes, yes. for it now. Through all my okay, while you're looking at that, I'm going to take on to the first topic I want to talk to you about yeah. today, which is what we've advertised out on today's show, um, episode 13, season two. Um, so Red Hot Housing Market. Mm. Things selling, 17 viewings on your new instruction, put on yeah. a bank holiday, people coming out the woodwork for it, property-led. 
So therefore, we don't need to really concentrate on how we present those homes, do we? It's home staging is something I want to talk about today. Um, actually putting a bit of control and investment into getting a property promoted properly, prepared properly before you promote it, to be able to get the best possible price for your client. A bit Have messy. you ever used any professional home stages? Um, no, I have not used any professional home stages. I have liaised with a local lady interior designer who can offer that, but we kind of try, doesn't work as, a, as our listeners will know, try to educate our vendors, our sellers, our landlords um, to, to present and style their property in a lifestyle fashion. So we've got big sort of plastic boxes, we've got cafetiers, we've got uh, bottles of wine in there, candles, cushions, so we can bring these out, throws, and use them. Um, not so they're repetitive on every property. Oh, I've seen those cushions before. Um, but just to give them a little bit of an idea of this is how we want to present your home. But I think I think you definitely, definitely, definitely can get a higher and better price if your home looks, I want to say looks the business, but looks like a viewer would go, yes, I can see myself living here. That's what you want to do. Okay, so I have been working with Paloma Harris, Harrington, Paloma Harrington of the Home Staging Association, um, who posed a question to me. I did an article for her for her Home Staging Association magazine that's coming out to a um, magazine shop near you. Um, if you want a copy, let me know and I'll get Paloma to send you a copy. Um, good magazine, actually. And she question put to me was when the, the housing market in the UK is white hot, yeah. is home staging necessary? And I think as an industry... <clears throat> For estate agents, we don't want to overcomplicate things. You want to get the house, get the listing, get it on the market as quickly as possible so no other um, competitor jumps in there and gets it all on the market by overcomplicating it by talking about home staging. Um, but I work, I've work, i worked uh, on a number of cases with a lady called Elaine Penhall of Lemon and Lime Interiors who wrote a very good book that we reviewed on this yeah. podcast um, mm -hmm. last year called Sell High, Sell Fast. Sell High, Sell Fast. If you get a chance to get a copy of that, it's available on Amazon. It's full, packed of hints and tips to give to your vendor or vendor to buy in to why you should be staging a home prior to getting your photographs done. And you were talking about getting just little lifestyle bits, isn't it? It's helping people buy into what happens or what could happen. What's the dream when they go and live in that property? You know, we talked about the other week about um, the surge in reality TV programs about property. Yeah. People don't buy into the reality, they buy into the magic. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then just staging it, especially with Instagram photographs and lifestyle shots that you put out there, Ooh. it's really, really important. And Elaine will tell you a story where she was selling a family home, uh, but they always used to like to eat in the kitchen and had a pool table in the dining room. And it was set up like a games room in the dining room, but it was a family home and they were struggling to sell. So the market wasn't quite so hot. They were struggling to sell. Mm. Um because people couldn't visualise the space as a family home. So they took the pool table out, brought a dining table in, got it decorated properly um, so it looked like a dining room, and people could see what was going on. It sounds small, doesn't it? But it makes a massive difference. So um, I'm a big fan of home staging, and it's becoming bigger and bigger. And talking to the Home Staging Association, it's now something that vendors are going directly to them to get advice on before they're talking to their estate agent. So there's a point of difference there for you, Katie. 
Yeah, well, we do it already, but I would say that we do it not only to sell property, and I know you've indicated, you know, it's been like falling off a log, it's been easy, do you need to do that? But actually, if you switch it to the other side, whatever business you're in, if you have fabulous images, fabulous lifestyle images, beautiful mm. photography, that's your brand being out there, you're promoting yourself, your brand. Um, we, we do that on our brochures, because I want someone to go, do you know what, I want that agent to put my house on the market with photos like that. So yes. it's a it's two two pronged attack, isn't it? I suppose actually it's a beneficial for you and your business. And you can you're proud. You can showcase a lovely brochure, for instance. I know we said print was dead and it's all about digital, but you can you can show showcase a a digital uh, brochure on your iPad. And clients go, that is what I want, as opposed to some yeah. rubbishy two bit, you know, or four sided flimsy bit of paper I mean it wasn't that long ago and don't say that I'm much older than you but it wasn't that long ago where you had little tiny photos wasn't it and you from true print with double sticky bits on the back that you used to put them on it wasn't that long ago that we did that and look how far things have come so I definitely think all the tools and the tricks that we need to sell homes like staging gets you that premium price it gets the premium price of the your client, your seller, but yep. also go back to when you first started, when you arrived to work on a horse and cart. You used to have those things called newspapers, remember? <laughs> and you used to have pages in the newspaper and you used to be able to demonstrate your size or your success or how well you promote your clients by if you were giving them a double box or a quad box mm. and there were how many pages you had in the paper. Well, we don't have that anymore, do we? So the modern day equivalent of that is people looking through the portals on websites and the only way to get yourself to stand out is that quality imagery. And so yeah. everyone's a winner. Yeah. And also looking on Facebook as well. But that yeah. brings us on to the other headline on our show, which was, is modesty dead? So this comes, we used to have newspapers and people go, I sell this many properties or that right move pie chart that you pull right down. So it's like between 12, 12 and 12, 15, I sold all these houses. Um, and you know, should you be shouting that out? Should you be saying we sell the most or should you be doing it in a different different way? Is this hard crass marketing the way forward or is it all about the lifestyle? Is it all about what you can offer as an agent and modesty? Modesty's dead. Should that go out the window? I've won all these awards. Is modesty dead? Oh, well, you're the most modest person I know. In fact, you've even got that ringtone, haven't you? That McFly, it's all about you. Um... No, thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's very PC to be um, proud of what you've achieved and celebrate achievements. In society, probably led, led by the media, we revel in failure and oh. never really cheer successes unless... Yeah. Sometimes there's Team GB or a, a British sports team, but um, I think you should be proud of what you've achieved. I don't. I get what you're saying, and there's some big commentators out there that turn and say potential vendors don't care about the awards you've won or your or your right move pie chart. Mm. I agree, unless you can demonstrate to that potential vendor why that benefits them. Mm, the I won this award because yeah. I do this for my vendors and you will be one of those. Yeah. That is a point of difference. Just yeah. turning around and saying I've sold more between 20, 12, 12 on one afternoon and 12.15 on um, <laughs> one afternoon doesn't inspire confidence to make you yeah. want to use you as an estate agent. So if it leads the conversation to why there is a benefit to the vendor then yes but you should be proud of what you've achieved um, yeah, well, otherwise think, why do you bother 
Well, we talked before, didn't we, about whisper wins and celebrate successes. But mm. should we be actually going, do you know what? Well, I think we're really hard on ourselves and it's okay to make mistakes. And actually, it's okay to go, I've won this award, like you said, if you put it into context, which means that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Bring it into yeah. context. But yeah, you were, I, this, you've been very kind because you. this story comes from this conversation comes from me telling you that I'm particularly proud of the article that I put in the Home Staging Association's um, um, magazine. And maybe our readers will read my article and tell me if it was as brilliant <laughs> as I thought it was. Um, and that was it. Was and that was you. Totally as brilliant as I saw it, <laughs> which is why I then said, and it's modestly dead. So I think sometimes though, if you're really proud of something, it means the world to you and you want to get, you want to tell someone about it, don't you? It's not always appropriate like, on a podcast to do that, but like you said, <laughs> modesty is not dead. So uh, the, the <laughs> saying that I was after, okay, and this comes on to um, our book um, of the week, um, mm. which I'm reading at the minute. And it basically, um, a fabulous lady, Fabienne Fredrickson, um, and she has put out there, it's actually a quote from a chap called Steve Harvey, but she has, has shared it out. Never wait on the right time, because the right time isn't ever coming. There will always be an obstacle. So if you're waiting on the right time, you'll never make that move. Just go, jump, take a chance. Now, this book is absolutely brilliant, okay? I'm just going to get it up on here now, because it is, it's awesome. She, she talks about things like, um, have you ever kind of said you're going to, do something and then go, oh, we'll put it off to, you know, manana, I think is your word, isn't it? And, you know, you, I'll do it when I got my ducks in a row. And yep. it doesn't happen. Tomorrow never comes. And she's saying, does this sound like you? Um, I'll get help with my business as soon as I stop firefighting. Um, I know I need to hire a mentor, but now's not the right time. Um, I'll get some advice and coaching when I finish this project. Um, as soon as I have the money I need, I can invest in my business and join that mastermind. I've still got a long way. I'm way too small uh, a business to join that program. And so she basically goes on and just said, you shouldn't wait too long to make that jump. You, you've really kind of got to go for it. So the book is um, Fabian Fredrickson and it's leveraged. And it just makes you think about things in a different way. And it talks about and I've got it on Audible, so I haven't got the book here because I'm finding it much easier, these business books, to digest on Audible than actually have it in a physical copy. Mm -hmm. um, I just find that I, it goes in a bit better and I can visualise yeah. it more than actually having it in front of me. So if anyone's struggling with these kind of deep, heavy business books, Try They're chunky as well, aren't they? Yeah. Try them on Audible. It breaks it down. You can re-listen. It, it just, I'm finding it a little bit easier to kind of, I won't say swallow, but a little bit easier to digest and, you know, challenge yourself. But she talks very much about um, don't put off your decisions. And actually, sometimes you as an entrepreneur or business leader can be the logjam in your business or you might say, and I do this, is, oh, look, I'll just do that. I'll do, I'll, that, I'll, I'll do that because that's I, I know how to do it. It'd be much quicker. But actually, in the long run, it's not because you're not empowering your team. You're not empowering and, and developing the confidence and skills that you need to grow your business. And I just I would thoroughly recommend it. It was recommended to me. And um, I was just trying to see on um, Amazon here just the kind of summary about it. Um, but it's, yeah, leverage business, how you can go from being overwhelmed yeah, to gain your life back. And, it, and again, you might think it sounds a bit of a wishy-washy kind of subject or a book, but it is genuinely really, really, really good. And I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And she's been there and developed a business from scratch, having worked 60, 70, 80 hours a week, and then had a light bulb moment to say, actually, 
I've got to systemize this business. I've got to put in place these processes. And actually, it's not me, the one that needs to write this operations manual or the task sheets. I need to empower that back into the team. So it's, it's really good. Have you have you read it or come across? No, that? I haven't. I think that's fabulous. The um, Because it's a team game, isn't it? Business overall is a team game. Yeah. And the only way that you can keep your business developing is to get to a point where you can spend, allow to spend some time working on the business, not just in the business. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to develop people in your wake to actually sometimes, quite often, they become better than you at certain aspects of the jobs mm. that you don't want to release. They're yeah. just not given the opportunity to do so. I remember as a full-time valuer that there became a point where certain sets of the market were being developed, were being um, handled better by my trainee valuer coming in than me going in and doing it because she was very passionate. She was very hungry. She really mm -hmm. wanted it. Um, and she was winning business on that raw desire and passion um, that maybe I was a bit too long in the tooth to give. And um, it's, you have to empower people to let people develop and let them be better than you at the things that you think you're brilliant at yeah. and go and be brilliant at other things. You'd love this book. That, that's totally kind of what this book is is about, and uh, I, I just I just really. Love it's it. the hardest thing in the world to trust somebody with your business mm. to allow you to work on the business rather than within the business. And actually, yeah. part of that problem is the fact because you really enjoy working in the business. Um, yeah. And I know lots and lots of business people out there that struggle with the step change from working on it, from working yeah. in it to working on it. On it, yeah, yeah, working on your business, not always in it. So the other saying that I've really, really liked, which um, I think is a LinkedIn one, is tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Tactics without strategy is the noise. So no planning, no strategy behind what yeah. you wanted to do. That's yeah. like two tides go to war. And tribes, not tribes, <laughs> tribes, two tribes go to war. And yeah. one hasn't got a plan. And it's, uh, yeah. it's going to fail, isn't it? You know, yeah. fail to plan and plan to fail. So okay. what has been what? So if you think back, mm. can you identify a time when you wish you'd put a little bit more planning in? That's a bit of a curveball for you. Oh, there you go. While you're thinking, I'm a member of a, um, a presentation that I um, went to with the Dragon's Den guy, um, James Kahn. James Kahn, mm. Dragon, uh, one of the original Dragon's Den. Yeah. He's a, a, still an investor into businesses and individuals, and he says he will never invest in anybody until they've failed. Because until yeah. they've failed and fallen, they, they don't, never yeah. know how pa painful it is and to keep going and win. So you yeah. never, ever invest in a businessman or woman that mm. hasn't failed previously. Totally, totally. So we touch base, just switching it back to kind of the marketing side about QR codes. And then every, last week and then everywhere I've been in the last week, there's blimmin' QR codes everywhere. Yeah, yes. absolutely everywhere. And it's interesting to see that quite a few agents aren't necessarily adopting this really simple digital process that I think is just is is amazing. Now, I'm not suggesting yes. putting a QR code on a board because I don't I think that that was trial. And I think that that was probably the downfall of, of, of QR codes in the property world because you kind of zoom too fast past them. Um, we've started using them on our brochures uh, to link it back to a specific viewing page for that property. 
Um, yeah. It's going down very, very well. And you can track it. It's a measurable response, a measurable return and a differentiator in your business. Um, so just trying to cut, you know, get out from, from above that noise. Um, one of the things we um, discussed before was about reducing down brochures and just having a flyer. I think was it Mr. and Mrs. Smith are just doing the QR code. Yeah. You, you touched base on that on a previous episode. Um, but is that the way forward? From what we're saying about our lifestyle photos and uh, home styling, it's still very much, you know, we want it digital, we want it quick, but the marketing side is there. Now, agents just starting to change, yeah? So, sorry, I'll say that again. Vendors starting to change agents. One agent I've seen recently, so this is about kind of like your photos. Do you own your photos? Do you put your logo on it? Do you keep them? Your floor plan, do you have your logo all over that? I've seen an agent this week using Spriff reports, absolutely covering their floor plan with their logo. Do you go as far as that to protect your beautiful images? I think a watermark on your... um... Floor plan is really important. Um, and I remember being in Marlow down south, for, or north of you, but down south of me, yeah. um, Marlow High Street, and an agent that had QR codes on their window cards, mm-hmm. uh, QR in their window cards. Um, so the people were scanning and get, and I was scanning and getting this full self ticket through the glass onto the window yeah. card. A really good idea. Really good idea. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good tip um, to have to go forward with it. Well, I think so. You've got to make it easy, haven't you? You've got to make it easy for people to get the information. And if you're not giving out physical copies of brochures still, because I know we're not, we're sticking very much to digital, that having a QR code on a window um, to be able, your window display, to be able to scan it, surely that makes sense. What about actually displaying that um, within inside the property? So if someone's doing a walk past the property or whatever, as opposed to the QR code on the board is what I'm saying. So in a high street position, you agents sometimes used to put the brochure, didn't they, inside the window, but surely a little QR code would, would make sense on on that front, then you've got the whole digital brochure in your hand or on your iPad or to watch later. I don't know, just a- As a video expert, which you are known now within your, because you were highlighted in a kerfuffle social media guru oh, list yeah. recently. Congratulations on that. Mainly down to your video content. Mm. Um, could you have a QR code that went to a video? Yeah. Yeah, you can do. Um, you can do. And well, I'm there you actually- go, then, you see? Jump that next step. So I, I was researching because I, I don't like spending money on anything. So I was researching and often you can get a QR code, <laughs> one QR code, which people will put to their website. Yeah, but it, it yeah. doesn't take you. have got to take someone to a destination. You've got to have a journey. Um, and I've actually now made that big step of, of subscribing and paying a monthly amount for a QR code. Um, but that gives me the stats that I can track, which which I'm Loving. I like That's it. That's good, you see. So, so you started to get a return on investment. You can still keep doing your marketing thing, um, but actually making it easier for the customer. Yeah, Love definitely. this. This is good. This is all full of good content. So good. on videos then, mm. what what makes you different? So if we're talking about, you know, is modesty dead? We don't want to go, oh, I've won all these awards. I've been trading for 175 years, although I do say that. Um, uh, what do we want to... No one to- cares. Yeah, well, actually, they do because it's fact that I've been trading for this long, which means that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Video ideas. We've t- kind of touched on this, and we've talked about the journey for a client. We've talked about why isn't there more kind of information out there for the first time seller? So that's yeah. a, an idea. You can do a video on that. Stories. Stories really, really important. I'm not talking about Instagram stories because we're still kind of trying to get to grips with that, I think, on the old property side of it. Um, but I'm just talking about why not do a video um, 
descripting, depicting what how you've moved a family recently, but do all the different scenarios that you can have. And then you can easily send it through to someone when you've pitched and said, actually, do you know what? I had that difficult situation, but I've got, I, I produced this story. This And you make your, your information come alive through the video. So you're not saying you go out and you shove it out on all the social media, but you do it a bit more specific so that particular person goes, gosh, she's done this video for me. Let's Does be honest, people love it when something goes wrong and you mm. find a solution to that issue. Okay. Buying and selling property, letting property is a minefield. It can go wrong at the drop of a hat. And yeah. the good agent, when it's not falling off a log market, will survive and thrive because they can overcome those issues. So demonstrate that in terms of a video content is a very valuable way to spend a couple of hours of shooting and editing. Really, really good. Because that's what people want to buy into, isn't it? I'm yeah. frightened to go into the market for this reason. Because believe me, yeah. they have the same concerns. They're mm -hmm. all concerned that they won't find the house that they're after. They're all yeah. concerned that they'll find a buyer, they can't find a house and they're being pressurized. They're yeah. all concerned that they can't afford the house that they want. They're all concerned that the children will have a meltdown every time there's a viewing. Um, everybody's concerned by these things. If you can find a solution, you'd tell them in the lounge, wouldn't you? You would be prissy and proud about the information. you tell them in the lounge and get it out on the video. Send yeah. it out to people. Brilliant yeah. idea. Well done, Grifton. Good work. Another one, instead of, because again, we're told, don't, you know, shout your, your success, to successes. Um, you know, don't go, look, I've sold this. Aren't we brilliant? Another one sold. Why not stand outside the property by the side of your board, dangling your keys, going, we've just completed on the house behind me. I'm waiting for the, the buyers to come along. I'm so excited for them. Oh, look, here's the champagne or whatever it is you give. And just make that come alive. Be personable. Go, look. And if you're doing five or six of those a week, that's just showing that you're a successful agent, but coming at it from a slightly different angle. It's like off the market deals, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just ringing up your local owned South Africans. I've just sold around one in the corner. Aren't we great? What's, the, what's in it for that local owned South applicant? Mm -hmm. But if you turn around and say, I had this on the market for 450,000, but I got 475,000 and I had two disappointed buyers. If I could get you above, above 450,000, would you consider moving, Mrs. Vendor? Mm. They may turn around and say yes, and then there's a benefit to them. You send those two viewers round, and you've got an off-the-market deal. Done. Fee in the bank, not spent any money. Everyone's a winner. But you can do that on a video. Why can't you, you stand outside of a house and go, I have just finished doing 14 viewings. We went to best and final bids. We got this much. If you've got something similar, get but not in a salesy way, no, more fairs. targeted. Yes. Love that. Mm. Oh, this is a good Modesty is dead. Modesty's dead. So stories, be proud, celebrate your successes, but do it in a slightly different fashion. Mm. Leave that with you. So I think that kind of just about wraps up everything we needed to cover in, in this. I'm just going to check my notes that I made. Um, home staging. Yes, it does help. Modesty. Don't think it's dead, particularly from the House of Property podcast presenters so i hope you enjoyed this show we'll be back next week hopefully live if martin doesn't double up and block book his schedule um and um and we'll be bringing you lots of apps and hacks buys of the week terrible dad jokes although they have improved i must say they are getting a little bit better um but generally taking you through the myriad the excitement the ups and downs of the property market it is not like falling off a log if anyone who has just tuned in, it is genuinely hard work. There are ups and downs. You can be the director of happiness one day and you can be the worst person ever the next day. But at the end of the day, we love 
this. We get up, we bounce out of bed in the morning because we love selling houses. So join us next week, 8.35, live, House of Property. Take care, have a great week. 